So, Harry, it's been a while uh, since we've uh, spoken to each other. We're kicking off another season of Top Heavy. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm super excited. Just going to inform you some stuff I've been getting up to, though, uh, during our hiatus. Okay. So uh, I've started going to the gym um, a bit more, so like a few times a week, just trying to get my fitness up. Yes, I know. Shock horror. I can see the shock on your face right now. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm impressed, my friend. I'm very, very impressed. I, um, I have a PT. On Fridays. Her name's Marsha. She's lovely. Um, and so since then, you know, I've been getting a program and having a bit of a plan when you go to the gym, which is mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. And at the gym, right, you know you've got kind of two sections of the gym. You've got the section that's like the machines where it's everything's like on cables and you can sit down and you push or pull or whatever on the seated machines. You put a yes. little poker thing into whatever weight you want. And then you've got the part of the gym where... You know, it's all it's all the free weights. It's just the, benches, yeah, benches, benches everywhere. You got to put you got to put the weight on the machine yourself, which is a workout in itself. You know. Yeah. I call that gym the big boy gym. Yeah, and the other times kind of just small potatoes. You know, you don't want to be dealing with the real machines that the people have have made themselves. Yeah. If you're a real man in the gym, you make the weight. So it's like the big boy gym is where they put the weights on, and the little boy gym yeah. is where all the machines are, where you sit mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. So I've been using the little boy gym forever. You and Marsha. Yeah. I've been using the little boy gym and Marsha, I've been using little boy gym stuff. Anyway, I go in uh, after doing this last program, she starts writing a new one. And she's like, look, it's time. It's time to go to the big boy gym. Oh, my God. I know. That's progress, isn't it? It's like, whoa. And I said, are you sure I'm allowed up there in the big boy gym? Because that's where the big boys go. The big boys are in the big boy gym. <laughs> they see me up there. They'll be like, who's this little boy in the big boy gym? Are you lost? <laughs> little boy's gym's downstairs, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that there should have been some sort of graduation ceremony, like yeah. you graduating from swimming practice. Yeah, you, know, get a you have changed from, you know, a, uh, you know, a kelp, and now you're a dolphin, you know, <laughs> swimming in a sea of sweat. I finished doing a little bit of stuff at the big boy gym the other day. And I came downstairs because it's an upstairs-downstairs gym. So upstairs okay. big boys, downstairs little boys. And three big dudes went up the stairs immediately after I came down. And I was thinking, oh, God, I hope I've put everything back the way it was before <laughs> I got there because otherwise we're going to have a scenario where the big boys are going to be up there and being like, who's been sitting on my bench? Who's been using my weights? Except it's three Daddy bears, exactly. and you're just one little Goldilocks, and I'm little Goldilocks. <laughs> like, I'm the Goldilocks of the big boy gym. Like I'm going to be up there one day working out. They're going to be up there, and someone's going. One of the big boys going to go. These weights are too heavy. These <laughs> weights are too light, and then these ones are just right. Or I'll be using a bench, and they're going to be like, someone's been sitting in my bench. Someone's been using my bench. He's still in my bench, and I'll be like. Oh! And I'll pack up all my things and just run downstairs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get away. That is a fantastic idea. I reckon that's exactly what's going to happen. Here's the thing. If you go back upstairs, you need to be tactical here, mate. You need to be... Goldilocks was clever. You know, she didn't She didn't leave that <laughs> much of a paper trail. Didn't she get eaten in the end? I don't think so. <laughs> no. No, she didn't. I thought she got eaten in the end. No, no. She just gets back. No, the bears all get back and she's asleep in, in Baby Bear's bed. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is it Baby Bear? No, she's... Yeah, Baby Bear's the one that's got all the perfect crap. It says here, Goldilocks woke up and saw the three bears, screamed, help, 
Well, you're in their house. I don't know why you're screaming. You're who's going to help her? The bears. You broke and entered. She's in a lot of trouble. She jumped out, ran out of the room, oh. and she ran downstairs, opened the door, and ran into the forest. And she never returned to the home of the three bears. Some say she never ran out of the forest either. <laughs> <laughs> she was eaten by the big bad wolf. If she was never to see seen again, who told the story? Who's, who's the person that told the story? Yeah, I, I don't think the bear. Oh, no, the bears would have filed a report with the police. Would they? Yeah, we've just had a home invasion. Uh, she has <laughs> fled the scene. She is on she the run. Food. She had our porridge. She's sitting in our chairs. Yeah. Like she owned the place. Could you and imagine? Then she decided to sleep in our beds. Could you imagine if someone in the modern day broke into yeah. someone's house, had Did some this. porridge, broke a chair, <laughs> and then yeah. was asleep in a bed? You'd yeah. get home and you'd be like, I'd, he, he's, he's not hurting anyone. Yeah, you uh, come home. I would expect you to pay for the chair repair, and I, I, you don't have to pay for the porridge, but you know, <laughs> I mean, look, just clean up after you're done, I guess. Yeah. Do you think people <laughs> have these kind of situations with like Airbnb? Yeah, yeah. That's essentially, you know what? The, the, those three bears were probably the first Airbnb people. Yeah, that registered their house. Goldilocks <laughs> came in, used it, fell asleep, and didn't leave in the allotted time. Yeah. And they got yeah. back and went, what the hell? Someone else is supposed Hansel and Gretel will be here at 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another Airbnb that you wouldn't want to be involved in. <laughs> the, the candy house. Oh. Hansel and Gretel had the worst experience. One star. <laughs> the owner attempted to eat us. <laughs> They're not just making delicious food now, Shad. Burger King overseas in a little place, a little country called Finland, have opened one of the first ever Burger King spas. There is a spa in the Burger King restaurant that you can go in, take your whopper, take your onion rings and get naked. Really? What, like a like a sauna spa kind of scenario? Like a sauna spa kind of scenario, exactly. Wow. I know. <laughs> so what, it is... You're going to go in, you're going to say, can I have a Whopper, thanks? I go, yeah, sure, large, yep, no worries. I'm just, I'm just going to be in the sauna. Just getting nude, sitting with a whole bunch of other people nude, with just a towel around you, sweating, eating your it burger. It is a fantastic idea. It is just what the obesity epidemic needs. Partial nudity. Now, you pair these two things up together, you are just... It's bliss. What? You know, you stare at your fat gut and you increase your fat gut. You walk in, you're not wearing any pants, I'll have a whopper with this whopper. Thank you very much. <laughs> Wait, so you're going to sit in there and you're going to be eating your burger in the hot sweatiness of a sauna mm-hmm. and you're going to look around at all these... Other, like, surely you're going to look around at other people who are sweating and eating their burger and going to go... What the fuck have I done with my life? <laughs> this is, is this really yeah. it? Is this where we've come? Is this... This is the peak. This is the pinnacle. <laughs> Man has walked on the moon, and that happened fucking years ago, yeah. and now I'm sitting with my sweaty ass with this sweaty burger surrounded by dudes. <laughs> Instead of pouring water onto the hot coals, it's like post-mixed Coke. <laughs> <laughs> pouring that onto the hot coals. Don't worry, guys, I've got it. Pouring that on there. I guess you... You know what? This brings a whole new meaning to the term steamed buns. Oh, my God. <laughs> Harry, it's been a while since uh, our last Top Heavy and a lot has changed in our worlds. Uh, I now live in Queensland. You now live in New South Wales, Australia. And since coming to Queensland, I've encountered an animal that uh, didn't really have to experience much in most of New South Wales or in any other state that I've lived in. 
It, is it the rabid Queensland supporter? It's Well, that's one that you're talking about right now. But it's called a curlew, right? Mm. It's, um, it's a bird, right, that's kind of, I guess it's got kind of long legs, probably stands up to your thigh. Okay, uh, yeah. A big size, maybe your knee. And these things have been terrorising me since I moved here. So they're, uh, they're a loud bird and they yell. Like, they do their squeals and stuff in the early hours of the morning, which drives me absolutely insane, right? But not only that, they're extremely protective and angry birds. Oh, no. So I uh, used to live in the suburbs where there was a whole bunch of these beasts, and I came out to get, get to my car, so it's like 4.30 in the morning, going to get into my car, and around my car are four curlers. Four? Yeah, like a gang of them. Like, waiting at my car. Like, I was imagining that was some kind of essays. Like, hey, man, is this your car? Is your car home? <laughs> yeah, as soon as you start walking towards it, they kind of group up into yeah. four and start walking towards you and tilting their head from left to right. Going, a- that's actually hey, what kind of happened. They oh. spread their wings out to kind of intimidate me. I felt like one of them was going to go, oh, it'd be a shame if you had a, ta- if you had a flat tyre and just, like, stab my tyre. <laughs> <laughs> stab the tyre. Yeah. God, they sound like the bigger, bullier, bulkier versions of plovers. Kind of, yeah. And this is the thing, though. They, they were also terrorising other people in the street um, because... Oh, no. They lay their eggs on the ground, like plovers do as well. And they do it, like, out the front of people's houses. So this poor lady and her daughter kept getting, like, attacked by this curlew that decided to lay eggs out the front of their house. What an idiot. I know. This is the thing that gets me. How dumb is this bird? Because they're endangered uh, as well. They're an endangered species. No wonder, because can't the kookaburra or another bird go and talk to the curler. The curler should talk to other birds. Yeah, the other birds should rock up and be like, dude, you just need to... Just just a bit higher. Yeah, I don't know if just you've Just lay it a bit higher, bro. We're kind of laying our eggs in the in the trees now because <laughs> we can fly. So. We could fly, I know. And then all these like cats and stuff are rocking up and, and killing the nests yeah. and the curlews are just like, no, stop eating all my eggs. Yeah, it's like... And then all we... these other birds are just sitting there on top of like the wires <laughs> and the trees going, look at these fucking idiots. Yeah. What are you doing? It's like it's, uh, all a curler has to do is just go out to another bird and just be like, uh, where, um, where do you lay... You know your your eggs. Like where where else do you lay them? Like on the on the ground, yeah. And the kookaburra is just like, nah, mate. Uh, in a nest, I, I lay them up in the up in the tree. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I do that too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. No, no, the tree, the tree. I'm just talking about like if if uh, <laughs> sometimes you know yeah. you, you know how you always got to you know sometimes you know lay them on the ground, but <laughs> you know no, no, we don't. No, we never, what? never, I never lay them on the what? ground because that'd be so, stupid. That'd be so dumb. <laughs> Never on, ne- ne- never on the ground. Yeah, but you yeah. know, like, yeah, you you bit tired. Maybe don't want to have to fly up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then these these curlews just get so angry because you know it, if they change their tact, if they change what they're doing now, all the other birds are going to be like, <laughs> they knew they were wrong all along. But now the curlews, they need to back themselves. Yeah, right now they need to build these nests. They're a the stubborn bird. They don't want to look like they had it wrong this whole time. Exactly right. They need to build their nests on the ground and defend them like nobody's business. You yeah. know, just to... I, I reckon the curlews have probably seen maybe some bigger, stronger birds like cassowaries yeah. and stuff. Cassowary will kill you. They, they don't even care. 
Like, cassowaries build nests on the ground. They're also endangered, though. I put it to you that any bird that lays eggs on the ground is endangered. And I and reckon that's to be the endangered. reason why. <laughs> <laughs> International news, Harry. It's from our favourite country, North Korea. Oh, my God. I've heard of that place. They're back in the news once again, and this time because things are getting pretty sexy in North Korea at the moment. Did you just say sexy? Everyone's favourite man, Kim Jong-un, is set to launch a bachelor-style matchmaking contest to find a husband for his spinster sister. That is awesome. That is the best news I've ever heard. This is 100% true. Unmarried Kim Yo-jong is North Korea's most powerful woman, 29 years old. So, you know, good credentials. Yeah. Uh, And her big brother, Kim, is looking for a spouse for her, and he will personally vet 30 likely candidates in Pyongyang. Oh, my God. Is it going to be like that game show that pops up on SBS, that, like, that if you oh, are the one, one where there's <laughs> going to be a whole bunch of guys standing there with little podiums, they can opt out at any time. So yeah. they reveal more about, uh, you know, Kim's little sister, and then it goes, now it's the time to turn your lights out. No one will ever turn any no. lights out, ever. No. Any of them that hits the no buzzer would then fall down a trapdoor to die, I'd imagine. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I've seen Austin Powers before. That's definitely possible. Yeah. Then they yeah, get exactly. very badly like, burned. It's like, what if you start to get to know her and you're like, yeah, she's not really for me, which happens on these Bachelor kind of shows. Of course. But she chooses you. And you don't really want to be with her, but she chooses you. You're stuck. Like, you, <laughs> you are now are. stuck. Really stuck in yeah. that forever. Who, who in their right mind in North Korea would knowingly take part in this game? Like, no. obviously, if you are not picked, you will be killed. Like, this guy kills his uncle. <laughs> he killed his uncle because he couldn't find any possible suitor aunts for him. If you, if you like, go on the date with her and you hook up, like, I imagine it's going to be exactly like The Bachelor, where, you know, the bachelorette, in this case, uh, Kim Jong-un's sister will start macking on with the heaps of the contestants and have that piece to camera where they're like, oh, I just I just don't know who to choose. I really love, <laughs> you know, this guy, but I've been kissing all these other guys. So that part always pisses me off about those shows. Oh, it's so hard to choose. All you've been doing is macking on with everyone, you piece of shit. I'm pretty sure instead of a rose ceremony, it's just a key-giving ceremony and they can unlock some chains on their legs. <laughs> yeah. But see, this is the thing. This is the hardest part about the dating show is that Kim Jong-un is known for being very protective of his sister. Oh, no. Uh, And so much so that when she's at at university, right, apparently uh, the university is called Kim Il-sung University. I don't know who's teaching at a uni in North Korea, but uh, apparently students would have to step aside and make way for Yo Jong. Uh, in the hallway, and no one was allowed to get in the same elevator of her <laughs> except her classmates. It's th- This is the chooses. sole reason why she's alone and single, yeah. because Kim refuses anyone to go even look or stand next to or, God, save me, go in an elevator with her. Yeah. Oh, my God. How's this one? All the members of her class that were allowed to travel in the elevator with her uh, all had to be members of the Workers' Party, which is you know, Kim Jong-un's <laughs> thing. 
uh, and also had to have outstanding appearance and a height taller than 175 centimetres. <laughs> this is like Mean Girls. Just like Mean Girls. We don't wear yeah, pink on kick. Tuesdays. You have to be over 175 <laughs> centimetres. <laughs> Except the real... The, the, this is pretty sad. I'm going to bring this down right oh, now. No. The other thing this does have in association with Mean Girls is Kim does have a burn book, except that's just people he's literally burned. <laughs> now, Shad, we love our world leaders. We love our hilariously evil dictatorships, don't we? Yeah, it's brilliant. Hmm. Vladimir Putin? Uh, you know I'm talking about Vladimir Putin. <laughs> now, Vladimir Putin was doing a routine check of some of his military vehicles. Now, okay. He was there with some generals, just having a look. Uh, he was being shown like an array of all these vehicles parked outside uh, his residence. So they drove it there to Sochi to show him a whole bunch of stuff. One of the generals said, hey, check out this trunk, Mr. Putin. And Putin put his hand on the handle of the car door. The handle completely fell off the door. They're like, hey, Mr. Putin, this is a great military vehicle. Just get in. And he grabs it and it falls off. And I am so scared that all of those people are now dead. Did it Did it fall off? Or is Vladimir Putin so goddamn strong <laughs> that he ripped the handle off this military vehicle? Because I think that's more likely. Really? Yeah. I've he's seen him with his shirt off. He wrestles bears. He does wrestle bears. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, is that a killable offence? Making a faulty vehicle? Yeah, that's <laughs> how you get in and out of military vehicles. I always think that if that's like, you know, with with uh, Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un, like, they have this whole persona of if you've crossed them, you're pretty much going to die. Yeah. Uh, I always wonder that maybe in their countries then, in North Korea and in Russia, maybe, maybe there's really good customer service. Because, like, over here, you encounter really shit customer service. Yeah. People ignore you or they don't even get your order or they'd be really rude to you at the counter. But do you think because people are dying because they made a faulty door on a car, people are like, you know what, when we're making coffees, we're going to be really polite to everyone. We're going to get everyone's names right. Because you never know when Putin walks up and you die. Yeah, Starbucks in Russia, they meticulously need to listen. You need to spell your name out to everyone at Starbucks in Russia and they write it down yeah. literally as you're saying it. No mistakes. Yeah. With the upside down R's and <laughs> the letters they have. Yeah. In oh, there's more. Oh, God, there's so many more letters to think of as well. How do yeah. we screw Sorry, it up? Is that the triangle or is that backwards R? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what those sounds make. Like, what sounds do they even make? Oh, I don't know. I'd say, like, maybe, uh, uh, maybe one of them. What? Maybe what one of them. Maybe, uh, maybe, what uh, was that one? <coughs> really short, sudden noises? Like, grunts. I would say so. You know, it's not a whole word, it's just an element of a Russian word. I'm trying to think what Russian even sounds like. <laughs> now, now I'm trying to think. Like, I can think of what Russian sounds like when they speak English, but. Does it sound like yeah. they actually speak Russian? Because, yeah, like there's always Russian bad guys in action movies, but they're never yeah. speaking Russian. They're always, no, they're speaking, always speaking English. English with just a little accent. Yeah. But you watch like kung fu movies and the Asian enemies, like the bad guys that are Asian, speak in, in like Japanese or Chinese in their subtitles. But the Russians <laughs> in bad movies, in like <laughs> action movies, they don't get to speak their own language. They have to speak English. Everyone thinks French is the language of love, but Russia's <laughs> so just like, like dude. 
I do not want to unleash this voice on you. You are just going to be gone. Because it is like the Russian the Russian language sounds too beautiful, so let's just get the Russians to speak English because it makes them sound more evil. <laughs> that's a great idea. Maybe that's why you never get to hear Russians speak Russian in action movies because it turned into a rom-com. <laughs> like Die Hard would have been a completely different kind of movie. Die Hard. Die Hard, yes. <laughs> Die Hard. Shad, can I talk to you a little bit about acting? Sure. Uh, as you may know, I'm a paid actor. Uh, are you? Since yeah, when? Yeah, I, uh, I was doing some dinner theatre gigs for some improv comedy. Wow. And I got, I got a paycheck for the work I did with them. So technically, Harry, I'm a paid actor. You're a professional actor. I'm a professional actor. Thank <sighs> you. Correct. Holy shit, man. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Oscars, here we come. Here's what I'm saying about Oscars, Chad. I don't think... I think the Oscars are a complete and utter sham. Is it because Leo finally won? <laughs> it is. It is, is entirely it? because of Leo's victory oh, in The Revenant. come on! No, 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 no. Hear me out, please. Leonardo DiCaprio, he's a great actor. He's deserved an Oscar for so long, but him in The Revenant, and the part in The Revenant that everyone always talks about is, oh, he's a vegan and he had to eat that that deer's heart or whatever it was. He had to, he had to eat that bison lung or whatever and it was so disgusting and so bad for him. I can't believe he did that. Yeah. But let me tell you something, Shad. He was so grossed out by that. Arguably, he's not acting at all. That's oh, no acting. That is no because acting in the, movie, in the he's slightest. By it. Yes. Right. He's disgusted so by saying... it in real life. He's disgusted by it in the in the movie. He's not acting at all. It's not fear factor. It's not <laughs> who can eat as many bison hearts as possible wins the bloody prize. Yeah, Leonardo not, DiCaprio. Like that scene won in the Oscar, you dick. That's what everyone keeps talking about, though. Oh, the amount of dedication he did to the role. He grunted for one and a half hours. Yeah, and dragged and himself. What, some of the best grunting I've ever seen in film. It's it, it makes me like really you angry. That make me sick. We've waited for so long for Leonardo DiCaprio to finally win an Oscar, and now you come along and try and cheapen it. Try and say it wasn't deserving. All the people that go, oh, he's going to win it the one time he shouldn't have won it. Like, shut up. The acting that he so <laughs> selflessly did in that scene with the bison heart was no acting at all. And you can't give the best actor award to a guy that spent the whole movie acting, as most actors do. That's fine. I'll give him that. He did some acting. But the scene that everyone talks about is the scene that's so good where he does absolutely zero acting. <laughs> None. He's doing You're no saying acting. If, He's not pretending at all. If he wanted scene, to he ate some of the bison and was like, "This is delicious." <sighs> yes, that that would be good acting. I would give him the prize <laughs> hands down. I would march all the way to his house and give him the prize if he did that <laughs> scene and pretended it was delicious. Because that, Chad, <laughs> okay. that is some so acting. So from now on, any movie Leonardo DiCaprio is in, he must also play a vegan. I'm just saying any movie Leonardo DiCaprio is in and hence wins an award for good acting in, he, he should cannot be have acting eaten a meal the whole time. and been disgusted <laughs> if it was meant. A hundred percent. Because he'd be disgusted in real life. I'm glad you're finally on my page. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Very limited roles from now on, though. Like, maybe, uh... uh maybe one of them. What? Maybe what one of them. That? Maybe, uh... Maybe, what uh, was that one?